Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bags, the podcast for below-average golfers by two below-average golfers today. My name is Owen Smith, and I am joined today by Evan Teed. Teed, we are missing the wonderful Caleb Wallen today. Yeah, he's off doing, must be doing some Caleb Wallen things. Um, yeah, he's not fired or anything. Don't think I'm replacing. Nothing like that's going on. He'll be back in the next one. He's probably he's probably grinding on some augmented reality golf lessons right now. So probably, yeah, yeah. probably, probably playing some, uh, yeah, grinding on some lessons or playing some VR golf or something or potentially getting beat by his wife and uh, some putt putt. But <laughs> you, you never know. You never know what that guy. So um, yeah, Caleb's off this week. So it's just Teed and I. Um, and that's the beauty of having three of us. If somebody uh, is a little busy and uh, it doesn't work out, we have the we have the duo still. So um, a lot that we're going to get into on today's episode. Really want to dive more into uh, you know telling everybody about Teed. We had kind of the the past two episodes. He's been a part of it, um, but want to get him up to speed on some bag stuff uh, that we've discussed in previous ep- episodes before. But before getting into all of that. And especially since Caleb isn't on today's episode, we have to talk about Tom Kim becoming the next Tiger Woods. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't think Caleb sees the vision. I don't think he's on board for what's about to happen. I think the Kim train's rolling and uh, it, it's awesome to be a part of. I'm, I want to be on the right side of history on this one. Exactly. I have uh, hitched my wagon to to this one way, way early. Uh, I think Caleb is blinded by the uh, Team USA versus Team International. His just his pride in the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup. Uh, like I said, it, it sometimes gets the best of him, and uh, he he can just not see Tom Kim becoming a world uh, number one golfer. He can't see him becoming the next Tiger Woods. So I did want to introduce a stat to everybody just to start off the episode. In uh, the first 18 PGA Tour starts at age 20, Tom Kim has won two times on the PGA Tour. Meanwhile, Tiger Woods, it took him 20 times on the PGA Tour to get two wins at the age 20. So Tom Kim's already tracking to be a little better, uh, but that that stat is actually uh, pretty cool to see. I know it's it's definitely cherry-picked a little bit. Uh, yeah, uh, for sure. But, you know, at the end of the day, he made the President's Cup team at age 20. He's got two pretty legit victories, and like Shriners as well as the Wyndham Championship. Like, those are guys playing those, you know? Yeah. So it's it's a – he's legit, you know? He's whether legit. Or not, whether or not he's Tiger Woods. <laughs> we might might need some more data collected there you know i but i'm i'm here for it i want to see him keep doing well man i think it's a really really cool story i think yeah he's um he's the guys that we need on the pga tour and we need to get them on at a younger a younger age i mean he is just 20 but you know where there there's sometimes where these guys may be missed out on early on and they end up going over to live or, you know, whatever else comes up in the world uh, of golf. And these are the guys that we need that the, the star power that's going to, you know, uh, pick up some of the slack that has been lost over to over to live. But um, there's still plenty of star star talent here. But I think specifically with international players, Tom Kim mm-hmm. is extremely important to the game of golf moving forward and keeping someone like that. And uh, it's no one's ever going to be the next Tiger Woods. Like Tiger Woods is it like there's, yeah. <laughs> there's just never yeah. going to be a comparison because of what he did for the game of golf. But 
Tom Kim it could go on and tear, and he could be one of the next great golfers. Just I, I don't think that there's ever going to be someone for Tiger Woods status. No, absolutely not. But like you were saying, these are these are the kind of guys the PGA Tour really needs to solidify and really needs to you know hitch their wagon to because you know a, the guys going over to live and everything else. Obviously, you know. A, a lot of them are the best in the world. And if you can see potential in these guys young, get them invested in the tour and actually kind of sell their star power, facilitate yep. that. That's what's going to keep the international audience coming in. And, you know, even even for people watching on this side of the pond, it's the people watch golf for the storylines and people watch golf for, you know, they identify with people and, you know, young kid coming up and making it happen, you know, not the longest off but I think I was just looking at he's like second so far this season and strokes gain on approach. Like that's, that's cool. Or excuse me, third stroke gain so, approach to green. Yeah. It's, it's really cool to see Peter green. He's second strokes gain totally. He's first so far this season. So it's like, he's a machine and yeah. you know, I'd hate to see him burn out or anything like that. I don't want to put too much on him too soon, but so far he looks like he's the truth, you know? Well, yeah. And he, he appears to based on like his, it's not like a, not necessarily like a ego thing, but like his, <laughs> he, he was playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and like has some energy into it. Like he's not like just playing good golf and who knows what happens from here. Like he seems to be able to carry himself in a really, you know, good manner and maybe even creating himself as an enemy for team USA uh, moving forward, which you need that in golf. You need the, you know, I I think unfortunately what's happened over the past, um, over the past year is that the PGA tour it's turned into PGA versus live rather than like PGA having competition. Like there's competition, but from like a storyline, like we, like you Mm -hmm. were saying, um, some of the storylines gone away where it's like, they're trying to prove themselves against the world and against live rather than like Rory and JT going at it or, you know, Scotty and Rory go like, it's all like Rory's hugging Scotty's dad after, uh, the FedEx cup championship. It's like, I like that. I think that's like, I don't think that, I think there's like good sportsmanship with that, but like, where's the rivalry at? We, I, I think that it's too soon for some of it to happen, but like we need some rivalries back in golf or back in the PGA tour specifically, I should say. Yeah. Get the Polters back, you know, yeah. get the, get the, uh, the Sergio, you know, psychopathic, outburst back we need some healing man you know i mean i'm sick all this nice cushy cushy let's go out there and play you know quality you know just gentlemanly golf i want to i want somebody coming in from the top rope and making it happen there's just like it seems that live is attracting all of those guys that formerly were you know like everybody all the drama that's been involved in professional golf seems to be moved over there right like there was some drama with phil there was drama with Brooks and Bryson. There was drama with Dustin Johnson. Like there's always been like these, uh, or Greg Norman is like the most well-known drama yeah. and he, he's the one uh, running that whole thing. But it, it seems that like everything that's made things interesting within the PGA tour has traveled over there. And again, I think there's a healthy balance of it. Like we don't want just terrible people on the PGA tour, but like <laughs> no, sure. good, good rivalry, good rivalry. And like, get, get me involved for some of these tournaments and like the, the season long chase rather than just the, just the competition. Like 
we, no, we I, talk all the time about Michigan, Ohio state, like, you know, like that's the yeah. thing. Like we just, it, it makes it more enjoyable. That's why we both look forward to November is because there's like some true, like anger between both teams against each other. And I just oh, yeah. don't feel that right now for PGA now, tour. And you know, you look back and I, there's a reason live went after those guys. A, they're all really good golfers, but B, they wanted those storylines just yeah. injected into their own tour. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. prior to live becoming the main kind of talking point, the main discussion around the professional golf sphere, it was, you know, it was, uh, it was Brooks versus Bryson that, yeah the pga tour they they did a lot with that throughout the tournaments oh, yeah. and the coverage and everything else and you know especially to get espn to cover a golf tournament in any way you need those kinds of side you know that drama to yeah. get the the layman involved in the tour you need some well, of yeah. that yeah I, was, it, I mean it goes beyond just espn too right like it's like there's the the new media of you know the bar stools of the world and mm-hmm. uh, some of those where it's like it's more of the social media era. It's like there's there's a good there's a good thing that comes from that. There's more attraction to the game. People like oh you see Brooks and Bryson are uh, paired up tomorrow. Like what's going to happen? Probably nothing, but maybe like a you know a little scoff in the post round interview. But at least gets you like maybe there is something that can happen. Uh, you know felt I felt that way even recently when there was the rumors of Cam Smith joining uh, Liv and it was him and Scotty and like, did Scotty mm-hmm. walk in his line? Did he not? Like, you know, there mm-hmm. was like a little bit of that. They were paired together, but um, I think we'll get back to there. It's just going to take some time because for a long time, Liv is just going to be looking for the heel, looking for the, the mm-hmm. enemy uh, and all of this. So, um, but back to our first point. Tom Kim is the future and Caleb just needs to accept that. So uh, get on the train, man. <laughs> it's coming through toot toot it's coming don't miss it don't miss it be here for it accept it embrace it exactly it's a beautiful thing exactly so we're we're all in on it uh we'll we'll work our uh magic to see if caleb can can join us as well on that so um okay so last week's episode we introduced the becoming above average golfers um off-season series we're very early into this but we actually have received some um, early on feedback just based on some some swings. I think that you'll get to see more of this uh, on Scott's channel, but we'll be talking about it on our own channel and actually kind of showing um, some things from time to time. But Teed, I wanted to, it looks like both of us got some some good feedback yeah. from Scott initially. So I wanted to do a quick check-in with you. How, how are you feeling early on in this process? I'm feeling good, man. Like that that app and that technology it's no joke it is it's really really cool to dive in there and be able to analyze your swing and um just kind of see what's going on put a number to it so my my big thing do we want to dive into this now yeah go ahead i mean yeah whatever's first kind of things that we're working on for sure so so my big thing is swaying i get you know once i get to the top i have a pretty short swing my club face is pretty close throughout everything i end up swaying all my body weight forward and i flip my hands through and that's where the pull left comes in that's where hitting behind the ball comes in that's where everything i'm struggling with comes in i kind of had a rough idea of that's that's what was going wrong but you know scott was able to upload a a lesson plan for me and you know show me some drills that'd be able to help with that 
I'm hitting the range. Today's my first day off in a while. So I'm hitting yeah. the range as soon as this is over and trying to drill out some of those, trying to drill out some of some of what he's talking about. And yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to looking forward to putting some work in, man. Yeah, it's the technology is um it's really cool because not only like, you know, you when you record your swing, you do it in slow motion. It's Sportsbox AI, by the way, is the application if you're interested in looking into it or even working with Scott on it. I know that he has some offerings there. Um, but with that, like you're able to break down and, and record a swing in slow motion on your iPhone and you can see some things there, but then it takes it to a whole nother level where it even strips it down mm-hmm. to like an avatar, you know, yeah. like a, that everybody looks the same and it really just shows you like you, you don't get distracted by whatever, right? What, what clothes am I wearing and what shoes am, like you don't get distracted by those things. You strictly focus on what uh, the swing is and what's happening in the swing. And I'm, I don't, this is, again, this is below average golfers talking. So I don't know if we're have experiencing the same issue. It sounds like we may be similar because mine's sway as well, mm-hmm. but mine was more of like the club faces opening in the back. So what I'm working on is actually shortening my backswing and like putting, okay. like I, I do kind of a flick of the wrist too and things like that. And, uh, I've, uh, yeah, <laughs> a little <laughs> for audio listeners, uh, uh, Teed gave us a little uh, flick of the wrist. Look at the flick shot. of the wrist. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I do I do a little bit of that, and I did just from his session. I have some foam balls. I just went into the garage and had a little mat and was uh, trying some of it out. And it already feels like it's going to be a process. I know it's going to feel yeah. weird for a while, um, but I'm actually going to the range later on today as well to. Uh, to try try that out and actually see what happened because I am significantly shortening my backswing as a part of this and I'm I'm interested to see like what that does to my distances because it may make no change at all it mm-hmm. may make a huge like he he it's to be determined but yeah it's just weird to see yourself swing cuz you're just not yeah. used to it and yeah. then you see like, oh my God, no wonder I'm a 19 handicap. <laughs> like, good Lord. But like in your head, it's like you're, sw- you're swinging the golf club. Make If you make contact, like whatever, you usually blame it on the club face, but you don't know like what actually leads mm-hmm. to that, the the path of that in the club face and what mishits are caused by and things like that. So um, the other thing I'll throw out there is that, Usually around this time, I don't know if it's the same for you, but usually around this time of the year, especially here in the Midwest, like I basically just hang up the clubs and I'm like, okay, like see you, see you in spring. Like Caleb and I played in a uh, simulator league last year. And and again, that's more of like just going out and it was kind of more of something for me and him to do. But now I'm like excited about my golf game, which I'm at this point usually just tired of it. But now I'm like, I'm working. I'm I'm mm-hmm. making improvements for next year and like there's like a new newfound excitement with it that I lost a little bit of towards the end of the summer where it's like ah we're going into the off season but this has given me like a yeah like a new look on it and like new excitement going into it cuz I have something that's I'm actually working on or do you feel the same way No for sure it's you know it's it's practice based towards the end of summer you get some bad rounds underneath you and you know it starts kind of waning and the weather isn't getting any better so it's just like ah. yeah 
maybe maybe I'd rather be doing something else right now. I'd rather be picking apples or carving pumpkins or right. drinking Starbucks. <laughs> but you know, it's uh, kind of going into it and identifying the work and figuring out what you need to do, and then you know, just grinding, man, because that's what it yeah. takes. You know, in order to be decent at something, you gotta you gotta get those reps in, and you can't be doing the same thing over and over again. Exactly. So. You know, one thing that I, that's interesting is, you know, I've recorded my having an iPhone. Obviously, I've recorded some swings in the past and looking up to like a couple even years ago on my iPhone, I was doing the exact same thing then as I'm doing now. So at least I'm consistent. Wow. But I'm yeah. worried. I'm worried that these habits are now so baked in to my golf game. It's going to be it's going to be tough to kind of break yeah. away from that. You know, so it's, yeah, that's one thing I'm not looking forward to, but like Scott was saying, it's winter. You're not going out there. You're not trying to put a score up right now. We're just focusing on breaking those habits and kind of, you know, rising from the ashes once the weather gets a little nicer, you know, exactly. it's, yeah, I, yeah, I have similar thoughts where it's like, is this going to completely, <laughs> I know it's not going to, but like, there's the, the negative thought that comes in. That's like, is this going to break me? Like, am yeah. I, or, or am I wasting my time doing this? And then I'm going to turn around and get on, you know, the first tee and just completely forget everything that happened over the past, yeah. you know, four or five months. And, uh, so I have similar, similar fears there as well, but I think that, it it is truly like the the more you put into it the more you're going to get out like i think if you mm-hmm. the the thing i'm telling myself is even if it's me going into the garage with some foam balls um and hopefully getting a simulator set up or like a at least a net set up with my garmin but um going into the garage and just hitting some foam balls with that because it's a swing it's the mechanics it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily matter as much if you're hitting real balls or out on a course or whatever Um, so I, I'm, I'm telling myself that if I do that, I think that it'll be easier if I start now in middle of October and do that all the way until March, April, you know, May, like I'm going to feel it's going to become more natural because I'll be putting so much time that normally, again, usually not doing that, usually watching football, Mm -hmm. you know, playing some video games, doing like whatever I do instead of you know what i would normally do with golf and now i can give myself something to actually work on so yeah man. um yeah i but we'll be good i think we'll be good we just gotta the thing the thing that's cool about it too and scott mentioned it in his video is like we get to keep ourselves keep each other accountable too mm-hmm. and like if i see that you're going out to the range it's like well why, why can't i go out to the range like i might as well like teed's working yeah. on his swing well, why can't i caleb's working on his swing like why can't i go do it so Um, I think that's a, it's a cool environment to do that as well, because we can talk about these things and talk to each other about these things and like have these, it's like a bags therapy session. It really is. You know, you know, what's really cool about is you don't, any group of guys can go out and do this now, download the app, find somebody who's accepting lessons and just kind of grind it out with your boys. You know, like it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's a symbiotic relationship we're generating here. It's, you know, we're all getting better together and it's just this technology, like the sports box, it's unreal, man. Like, it's, it's really, really cool. So I, I strongly encourage anybody out there who's thinking about lessons, but unsure about it, start with this, 
you know, yep. before you go and, you know, try to find a pro somewhere. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I think finding the pro is definitely important because if you and I just looked at some of the, like, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, um, I don't like, it looks bad, but I don't know what to do to yeah, correct exactly. it. But, uh, but yeah, having that technology, it's cool. Cause again, we're all in different locations. Scott's in a different location and, uh, we're still able to, to do this and it's a lot of fun. So, uh, you're not limited to just the pro in your local area because, um, I know that there's, <laughs> I know that in my local area, the pros aren't the best. So, um, <laughs> no, no offense to anybody there, but, um, I only have one in mind. So if you're listening from my area, it's probably not you, but if it is, I'm surprised that you're listening. So anyways, um, any other thoughts on becoming above average golfer? Well, again, we'll be doing these check-ins, uh, from time to time, but any other last, last second thoughts for this one? For this one, you know, I'll, I'll let you know how many I, I put off the hosel in the next episode on this yes. rain session coming up today. Cause I just, I, it's going to be so ugly but you just kind of have to accept it. I'm going to be bad for a little bit. Yeah. I already know <laughs> yeah. it. I already know it. I yeah. can feel it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I will also update because I am doing the same thing today. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll keep you updated again. We'll be doing this. Sometimes we'll be diving a lot deeper, uh, but sometimes it'll just be kind of quick updates as well. So, okay. Teed, you've been a part of this. This is now your third official episode with us. And we wanted to get you up to speed with what's gone on in the past 20 whatever episodes that you weren't involved in. So it we're going to call it teed rapid fire, but it's more of rapid ish fire because there's a couple okay. of questions that think that takes a little more uh, consideration. So um, okay. this was from episode two weekday or weekend golf go weekday. Okay weekday golf there um yeah. high or low scores now i'll before you answer we talked about it before but just for anybody listening we're talking going low so like when for professional tournaments do you prefer to watch a professional tournament that ends at like 20 under winning it or do you prefer it to be like five under that wins it and the mm -hmm. course tends to be winning there what, what's your preference between those two I like the lower scores. I like watching okay. the pros where, you know, where a par is good, you know, instead of, oh, we lost one there. You know, everybody else birdied the birdie tier. So he's going to be, he's going to need to fight back on the next couple to stay in contention. You know, I like, I like seeing guys make bogeys and I like those yeah. weird blow up holes and everything. And, you know, I, I like rooting for the course. I do. I think so. All right. Well, I might have missed. Do you prefer the high scores? Is that what you said? Or you prefer low? Oh, like low. Well, I guess. Yeah. 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 Higher. Yes. Higher. High, higher. Yes. 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 Yeah. I know it's a, it's a little weird. I struggled with it at first too, but we're talking like going low 20 under, mm -hmm. like that's, that's how we defined it. But since golf is weird and goes underscores, yeah. but so you're, you're, you agree with me. You prefer the course to, to win some battles. You prefer, oh, yeah. it's not just a birdie barrage. It's like, you yes. have to fight for par and yeah. Okay. We're, yeah. so we agree there. Um, I know Caleb prefers the birdie barrage. So I, I think that it has its place. I think sure. that there's times like it, the, the Hawaii tournament, for example, like that's fun to see, but like, I really like the PGA championship when five under won it. So 
yeah, uh, or six under, whatever it was. So that yeah. that's my preference as well. But um, yeah, th- thoughts on uh, on Caleb's opinion on that? I just I can't I don't get it. I can't pin him down. <laughs> He's all over the map. Why? Like, it, cool. Yeah, birdies are cool and everything when they mean something. If everybody's birdie in the same hole, is it really a birdie? Is par right. even relevant? Does right. it matter? You right know. exactly <laughs> it's like or make it a par 60 course or something like i don't know that's yeah exactly. it's it's weird but yeah i uh yeah we agree there that we'll leave it at that okay Good. i can't remember if you answered this one but i'm gonna ask it again um would you rather play the round of your life in front of your buddies or play a terrible round but you get to play with your favorite pro Rather round of my life with my buddies because that way okay. they, I have witnesses. They wouldn't forget it, and I could hold that above them for the rest of all of our lives. Okay, okay, we'll disagree on this one. I would much rather play. I mean, trust me, we'll love that, but also like the opportunity to play with Tiger Woods, I'll take it almost be cool. almost any time. I uh, I would just what I'm picturing in my brain is me playing with tiger, you know, DJ or speed and them getting annoyed by how bad I'm playing. Yep. That yeah, would hurt me that him side eyeing me or him sighing after I duff yet another shot. Yes. I don't think I could come back from that. I know it's, it's definitely a thought in my brain. And that, that was Caleb's main point as well on this was that, uh, he would, he would much rather, uh, not embarrass himself the entire time. So, um, yeah, I understand that one for sure. Um, I think it is cool to think of the thought of like shooting a 67 when you're, you know, used to shooting like in the high seventies, low eighties or for, for Mm -hmm. my sake, like, in the high eighties, low nineties, or even high nineties sometimes. So, um, but no, it's cool to be like, yeah, I'm playing the round of my life and it's, everybody can see it. Um, whatever. So, okay. This is a similar take on it. Would you rather play at an absolute goat ranch with your favorite pro or play at Augusta with like someone you absolutely, absolutely hate? Like, I don't know who (laughs) your enemy is in, in pro golf, um, or even if it's not a pro golfer, like just someone that you cannot stand, but you have to play with them at Augusta or just someone you dislike. Yes. Okay. So if I was either, all right, I I would play at Augusta national with urban Meyer. I think I could see myself (laughs) doing that. I don't think that'd be a problem. Maybe like I'm a Red Sox fan too. So yeah, I'd play with Derek Jeter at Augusta. I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because at golf, yeah, you see each other on the tee and the greens, but chances are you're we're probably going to separate somewhere between those yeah. two areas. So it'd be cool. It'd be a good experience. I'd rather I'd rather play at at the nice course, the bucket so list course that you'd never be able to play anywhere else. You know. So agreed. Agreed. You're passing up on the opportunity to play with your favorite pro twice, though. Yeah, maybe I just don't like professional golf (laughs) maybe maybe that's what maybe that's the that's the epiphany here yeah i don't know that's hey fair point fair point yeah you you aren't intrigued by that we uh i 100 percent went with augusta i'm 99 percent sure uh caleb went with goat ranch with xander and i'm like i can't like i i it's 
it's I almost go against myself because it's like I don't want to see my favorite pro playing some goat ranch with me and then like be frustrated with everything that the you know the yeah. sand is basically rock and that mm-hmm. the greens are you know just terrible like I I, I don't want to see that either I want to see them playing in the best and uh, I can't pass the opportunity to pay, to play. Augusta or anything like that so exactly but that to sidebar on that that would kind of bring up the the interesting question of what would a professional golfer play at how would they do at the kind of courses that we play you know you hear people (laughs) ask that question a lot but you know with awful greens no sand and bunkers no differentiation between fairway and rough no second cut it's just rougher fairway, lumpy tee boxes. Like how much do you think it would matter? Or do you think they just go out there and light it up anyway? I, I think that they absolutely, if, like if I'm thinking of the course that Caleb and I play the most, um, I don't, I'm not sure if you ever played it. Arrowhead. Yeah. In, I think I played Arrowhead. Okay. Yeah. So it's really short. It's par 70. It's mm-hmm. um, there's again. Yeah. It's, there's nothing to it. Like there's, some water but like it's the the only time that it really affects you is in front of one par three yeah and then there's like a little creek or whatever in front of a par four green so like there's only two holes that are that there's really um i guess a challenge to that Mm -hmm. like from that perspective from a pro's perspective like even then it's a i think from the tips it's like 160 yards yeah. for that so it's like that's like a you know a soft <laughs> i don't even know like a soft nine iron for him like and it's, it's downhill it, too right yeah a little bit so yeah, yeah. or no, sorry there's two par threes that have water but one is more impacted by it one's like yeah down the one that's downhill is where i got my hole in one and oh. that's like yeah yeah <laughs> so that's the that's the night like it's it's not as challenging of a hole as the other one i'm thinking of um from a from the water standpoint, I should say, Mm -hmm. but the, so like, there's not a lot of hazard. Um, I think that almost every green, I mean, Caleb can almost reach half of the greens and, you know, with with his driver, um, or at least have like a very short, I don't know. Like, I think that, I think that they would absolutely tear up the course, no matter what the conditions were. Yeah. I think putting, putting would take like a little adjustment because they're super slow, but Mm-hmm. I think that they would just absolutely destroy my home course. <laughs> and the, and <laughs> they would not destroy. have fun doing it. They would just no. roll in there, light it up, and then just <laughs> be miserable uh, the whole time. I think a fun, <laughs> yeah, the 100% would be miserable. I think a fun uh, exercise would be to, like, find data from from, like, all of their clubs and map out the course of like, if everything went perfect, what, what do they set? Like what's their proximity to the hole from a hundred in? And that's where yeah. they're going to end up on most shots. Like what to really see, like based on the data, it would take a lot of homework, but based on the data, how well could they score? That at, would be really cool. Yeah. So we'll have to, maybe that's like a bag summer project next year to, to yeah. figure that out or something. Yeah, just maybe even throw that, throw that in the file. Tell Caleb <laughs> to do it without him listening to this conversation. <laughs> and then he'll report back next podcast. There we go. Yeah. All right, Caleb, you got a lot of homework on your plate now. So, um, okay. The last couple ones are a little quicker. Do you like or dislike music on the golf course? 
depends if okay. if there's a locker room no music if there isn't okay. then feel free that's kind of my cutoff <laughs> point you know if it's too nice of a course i don't i don't want to be that guy especially with my golf playlist like there's some kid rock involved so like <laughs> i you can't be at a nice place at a nice establishment with that with that kind of thing going on but anywhere yeah. else you're just out there for around you know at the local track absolutely make it happen yeah there's i like music on the golf course we talked about our walk-up songs um i think i think that's a good do they have a locker room or not as a good judge on whether or not you should but it is funny because one of our local courses that does not have a locker room has a uh a stricter policy on music on the golf course which is very interesting yeah so Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Okay. So music depends, but for the most part, mm-hmm. since based on the courses that we normally play, you're, you, oh, you yeah. like some, and you got a playlist even. So, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Huge preference there. Okay. Um, these are just two categories from, and, and it takes a little thought on one of them, but these are two categories from our, uh, way too early predictions. And we'll do predictions again for the PGA tour in January when the century tournament of champions, uh, kicks off or tees off, I should say. Um, do you have predictions for the four major champions in 2023? Uh, I like, I really like what we talked about last time with Max doing well at Augusta this year. I like that a lot. I'll be rooting for that. Um, I think that'd be really sweet. Other than that, though, man, like I, I wouldn't have guessed last year at all with, yeah. you know, what kind of ended up panning out. I don't even think I can go out on a limb and say any, anywhere else. You know, I it's have tough. no clue. I have no clue. Like, it, I'd like to see Rory win one, especially after what happened last year in, in the Open. Um, obviously, there are guys you root for, you know, for but sure. how legit my picks would be. That's kind of a different question. Oh, it's man. a shot in the it's, dark. It's it is all over the place. <laughs> it's a that's the beautiful thing about golf is you could pick the top four golfers according to OWGR right now, and you could be a hundred percent like miss on all three or all four yeah. majors. Like you, that's just how I don't know, not random, but like how competitive golf is. Is that you? Just yeah. because you're number one doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win. Like John Rahm was number one going into last year. Didn't win a single major. Not even can't even remember him really contending in a major. No. So in, or at in least our, to the yeah. final couple groups. But yeah. In our in our too early prediction that we're doing in January, I'll do a little more research and uh there you go. We'll, we'll get back to that one. Okay. Uh well that's fine. Um any predictions? This is like this is a shot in the dark as well, but any predictions for the OWGR number one golfer this time next year? It's Scotty right now. It's Scotty right now. You know what? I'm going to say Rory. Okay. I'm going to do it. Because what, he's, he's two right now? Two or three, yeah. But Cam Smith is what whatever he's not, and he's going to fall out because they don't have yeah. points. So. so that's my conservative bet. That's my safe bet because I think Rory, he's – super good system he makes it happen scotty kind of i don't know moving forward so i I think rory he'll get some wins this season he'll get up there um i think rory is that that was my choice on on that as well and i think that 
you know, he doesn't make he doesn't have to make a huge jump. And I think Scotty, yeah. um, is, just based on his recent performance, is not going to be yeah. in in great position. So, um, but you never know. Again, uh, something that we could we could say something now, and we have no clue. So yeah, it's call. Um, it's call. Okay, um, we are going to play a little game to end out today's episode. Are you ready for? this game i haven't even told you what it is I, but are you ready, are you even, ready to play a game i guess so i feel like okay. i'm in saw right now you're in saw it is halloween <laughs> time so okay so we're playing a game um if you're listening on audio you won't be able to necessarily see it but um basically what you do is that we we what's what's the word we spin this wheel okay, okay. And on this wheel, um, you get five random things, not in a specific order, right? So, like, it's going to be completely random. You get, you get, let's, we're starting off with golf clubs. So, I'll I'll kind of explain just a quick example of how it works. You spin, you get seven iron. You have to rank one out of five what that, where you would rank that as importance in your bag, your preference, whatever. But you don't know what comes next, right? So you don't okay. know if, 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 if I spend seven iron and you say, uh, that's number one, but you have a different club that's preferred, whatever. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Do, but do you get the concept of it? I think so. Okay. And, and if we have to do any clarification in between, um, we'll do that. But once you make a selection, you cannot move that selection. So if you rank the pitching wedge, number one, nothing else can be ranked ahead of that. Um, and same thing goes for, you know, if you rank at five, it can't be moved up at all. Okay. All right. We'll do this with clubs first. The wheel of doom, the wheel of, uh, uh, yeah, we'll do, we'll leave it at that. Okay. (laughs) Spin number one is happening right now. And we are landing on the seven. Seven Wow. Okay. So out of the, all your clubs in the bag, where would you rank the seven iron one through five? You preference everything. It's all your single, uh, your ideas, your preference on it. Okay. One through five. I will say that's a, I'd say that's a four. I'd say that's four. Not, I don't pull the seven iron very often, but when I do, I need it. That's the longer par three, or that's the set myself up for a good approach shot on a par five, you know? so. It's it has its place, but it's not it's not uber important. Okay, so seven iron four. So all right, let's remove that from the wheel. We're gonna spin it again, spin it again. A lot of clubs left on there, and we are now landing on the hybrid three wood, three wood, three wood. Switched up on us last. So and this can be. Do you have a three wood in the bag? I do. I do have a three okay. wood in the bag. I think okay. I pulled so, it twice last season. So we're putting that at five. Okay. Easy <laughs> enough. Okay. All right. Next club. It's spinning. It's kind of, it's gone to the very end the last couple times, but it's looking like this time it is going to land on the 52 degree wedge. 52 degree wedge. So that'd be like a, that's the little gapper, right? That's like an, appro- my, gap. an approach wedge. Um, yep. We're gonna say that we'll put that at three. Three. We'll put that at three. Yeah. Okay. 
I got some other ideas for one and two, hopefully. But yeah, okay. I do. I, I play the I play the gap wedge pretty often. I like it for approach shots and around the green sometimes. So I, I that's one of my more frequently pulled clubs. Okay. All right. So you've got the uh, 52 degree or, you know, gap wedge. You've got the seven iron at four and you've got the three wood at five. So yeah, i um, curious to see what you have in mind, but we'll go ahead and spin this. And it is spinning now. We are down to 10 entries left and it is going to land on a hybrid. Do you, do you own a Damn hybrid it. in the bag? Kind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I pull that less than my three wood. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is where the game gets interesting. Cause if you're down, you think that you have the bottom three already picked out, yeah. but then the hybrid comes along and steals the thunder a little bit. So you have to put it one or two. I'm assuming you're going two on this one too yeah okay yeah. now in the world real quick in the world that you could uh have these actually we'll save that for let me save that question we'll just move okay. on to the next one okay final oh, spin come going on, on driver lot, i want driver lot. or nine iron right now Ooh, four iron hey uh so let me tr- let me talk myself into this a little bit i need the punch <laughs> shot you know, I I need the punch uh, yeah. out of my game. Uh, is yeah, uh huh. <laughs> so, uh, so it ended up that you have the uh, four iron, the hybrid as your top two clubs. Mm-hmm. You have the fifty-two degree. You have the seven iron as your fourth, and then you have the three wood as your fifth. So now let's do a little bit of revisionist history here. Yeah. In the world that you could have uh, could have changed this up, what what would be your true ranking out of those clubs? Out of those clubs, it would probably be the wedge one, okay. two seven iron, three four iron. It basically go in order of distance. So okay. four four three or uh, four hybrid and, and five three wood. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, well, we are going to do this for me real quick and uh, see see if I can do um, do a little better. So let's see. We got the first spin, and I am going to off the top get the four iron. It appears nice. unless something okay. Four iron. Um, out of avoiding what happened with Teed, um, mm-hmm. I'm think I'm going to go four on that one four iron that's a good four spot, spot. i think that's yeah. a i think that's a solid spot all right spin number two and we are going to three wood three wood three wood it's looking like okay it's three wood three wood i'm gonna surprise you here teed okay three wood is actually gonna be uh, i don't know if i go conservative or aggressive on it because i don't know what's gonna happen but i actually do like my three wood i use it in a lot of scenarios um i use it off the tee mostly because i've had issues with my driver and um, i know some people may not agree with that but i see a lot more consistency with it so far um scott's gonna help us out but i think i think i'll be a little aggressive and put that number two a little aggressive but i'm gonna put that number two especially if you play it you know that's a good spot for it i love that club okay spin number three i got a six iron pretty happy with that um 
I don't want to put it number one. I think I'm going to put it. I would normally, I probably would have put it number two, but I'll put it number three. Okay. So I'm leaving some space for, for one and five. All right. Next spin. That's a good approach. Ooh, 52 degree. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, you need a wedge. I need a wedge, but um, my problem with 52 degree is I've had some like weird distance things go on with it. Like it hasn't been my most consistent. I think that's part to do with my swing, which is again, why we're getting it fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some, I have two clubs in mind, actually four clubs in mind out of the remaining that I would be happy with being number one. So because that's the case and I'm just playing the odds here, um, I think I'm going to put the 52 degree at uh, five, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. All right. Final spin. Final spin for the the clubs for me. And big money, big money, big money. No whammies. Let's go. No. Okay. Okay. (laughs) It landed on seven iron. That was what I was wanting. Seven iron. When you ranked it, um, when you ranked it below, uh, what I thought you put it towards the bottom, I was a little disappointed. Seven irons, like my favorite club. I okay. love pulling it out. Do I pull it out the most out of all my clubs? Probably not, but it's all reliable. If I, if I'm yep. just having a bad round, um, I know that I can hit my seven iron fine. I think that's like a common thing for people for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, um, happy with that. I'm happy with the rankings. I played the odds a little bit That's and got good. seven iron number one. I'm pretty happy with my list. I don't, I think I might've put six iron over three wood, but outside of that, I'm pretty happy with how everything lined up. You're like, you're just like, you know, uh, you're like Roy McAvoy, 10 cup. Just give me that seven iron. You'll be all right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay. The game doesn't stop here. We're going to go to a different category for this. Oh, I get it now. Oh, we're going to go over to golfers. So, uh, T and I were talking just random golfers. Uh, we found 21 of them. We were just thinking through and wrote them out. Um, you're going to have to do the same thing. All time legacy, everything involved, rank your top five golfers without knowing the next golfer. Um, again, a very, very random list. This is iteration number one. So (laughs) T first spin is going right now. 21 golfers to choose from. And you are with the first selection. Ooh. You have Justin Thomas. Ooh. Okay. So Justin Thomas, multiple major winner, absolute stud still in the game right now. I like him moving forward. We're going to go. We're going to go with three just because of the other three. names on this list. Yeah. I think okay. he's a good middle ground. There's room under and there's room above. There is. Okay. All right. Next spin, 20 golfers left. And we are going to land on, Ooh, we almost got Tom him, but we were going to get Rory. McElroy. Okay. Rory. Same thing. You, you, I'm going to put him at two. Okay. I'm, I'm going to put him at two. He's a stud, multiple-time major winner. Hasn't won the green jacket yet. Doesn't have the career grand slam. There's some guys on here that have. So okay. with that in mind, I think he's a good number two. Fair assessment. Okay. Next spin. A lot of good and bad names still on this so list. not very good. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 
It was between Ian Poulter and Sergio Garcia, and it landed on Sergio. Regardless, that's four. Sergio's four. Okay. okay. He does have the green jacket. Poulter would have been four as well. Okay. So you're leaving <laughs> you're leaving room for the, the yeah. front and back. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next spin. We got 18 golfers left on this. And we are going to land on ooh, Bubba Watson. That's a tough one, I feel like. That is a tough one because I I like Bubba too. Like he was kind of the guy I looked at growing up. I thought he was fun, cool pink driver, whatever. Um you know what? I'm going to put him at five. I'm going to put him at five. I know. I just don't think he's the number one here, especially with some of the names still on the list. Um, yeah, he's won a couple majors. He's won, well, he's won a major twice. Um, but other than that, how many career wins does he have? Is it like under 10? Do we know? Um, that's a good question. Let's do some uh, Google Google um, search 12. He has 12. He has 12. Ooh, okay. PGA Tour victories. Yeah, so that's pretty good. But he went to He has 14 professional wins total, but 12 of them come on the PGA Tour. So that's clearly the the, uh, majors there making up the other two. But yeah, he is on live. Okay. So yeah, I'm putting him at five and hopefully I get a stud for number one. There's still some non-studs on this list. So. There are. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. 17 golfers left. Uh, we're doing the final spin for, for Teed, and we're going to see what happens from... Oh, no. no. <laughs> Almost got Tom Kim. Almost. That would have been on, an easy number one. Landed on Brooks Kepka. You have to go with him number one. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, with that being said, you have Brooks one, Rory two, JT three, Sergio four, and Bubba five. What adjustment would you make if you were to make one? I'd flip Bubba and Sergio. I'd flip Rory. Rory would be one. Um, Brooks would be two. JT, no. Rory one. JT two, Brooks three, Bubba four, Sergio five. Okay. Okay. Solid yeah. list. You uh yeah. I, I you were in good position prior to the Brooks. Um you, you played the you, you were hoping for there's a lot of good names left on this list. Uh you were yeah. hoping for one of those, but unfortunately got one of the I would consider bottom tier of the remaining. So Yes. Okay, I'm not loading in the names that you just had. I, we're we're going to do this again, um, but without the names that you already have. So I'm going from the 16 remaining, which is a lot. And I think it's going to okay. be even more, even more challenging. So, all right, first okay. spin. First spin is going to go to Tony Finau. Tony Finau. Okay, um... Tony, I think to most people would be an easy number five if you were if you saw this entire list. Yeah. Um, I think that based on everything, I think that I'm gonna have to go with him five as well. I'm just looking yes. at all the names. Uh, I uh, again, all respect to Tony. He's finally winning some, but there's a lot of major champions uh, left on this list. So that's a good spot. Um, okay, spin number two. Fifteen golfers left. 
random, very, very random. And I am going to, oh my goodness. Wow. Oh, last, you lucky, lucky boy. Last second. It was between Poulter and Jordan Spieth. Um, oh man, I'm really between two and three on this one. Yeah. Um, Legacy. I mean, he has a lot of previous uh, success. It hasn't been the best lately, but it hasn't been terrible either. Like he's still mm-hmm. in the conversation. I think I'm going to put him three just because of who's left. I mean, we're talking Tigers left on this list. Jack Nicholas, like Arnold Palmer. There's a lot of a lot of good names here. So I think I'm going to have to go Spieth three. I like that. See what happens from here. Okay. Spin number three, 14 golfers left. I want to see Victor Hovland be your one. Oh, no. It's going to happen. The shark. The shark. I got Sharky. Greg Norman. Uh, He's an easy number number four for me. Um, I still, I think that, again, all respect to Tony Finau, but if we're talking about career, um, I think Greg Norman has a little more impressive career than Tony Finau. Sure. So yeah, he's um, also single-handedly destroying professional golf as we know it. But that's okay. Is. You're regardless. right. I do have to consider. You're right. I do have to consider <laughs> his legacy. <laughs> it's more than just his his uh, on the course stuff. Okay. Um, so Greg Norman, number four. I I still have the top two spots. I'm happy about it. But there are a couple of golfers on here that I would not be happy with. So let's yeah. go with one of the last spins. Come on, Poulter. And, oh, this is easy. This yeah, is easy. Regardless. Regardless. Wow. Last second, yeah. it goes to Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't think I'm going to get Tiger after that one, so I just have to go with Jack, number oh, one. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. That was, that was the easiest combination I could have had. So, okay. Let's see if uh, if I'm happy with number two and if this is how I would truly, truly rank it. And oh, am I gonna? No, I'm not. Wow, that would have been that would have been really that would have been good. So I get Ian Poulter. Uh, it was almost Tiger. It was very close to becoming uh, Tiger Woods. So um, that would have been cool. Okay, so my list is Jack number one. I'm happy with that out of this mm-hmm. list. Uh, Ian Poulter number two. I would put him at the bottom at number five. So mm-hmm. I would move Spieth up. Um, I would move again. Greg Norman, unfortunately, I'd put him at three, and then I would put uh, Finau and Poulter four and five. So I like happy that. overall, but um, okay. All right, we have just a little bit left. You want to do these last eleven together? Just get yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, we have still a lot of good golfers on here: Tiger, Phil, Ricky, Tom Kim, Dustin Johnson, Kevin Kisner, Cam Smith, Arnold Palmer, Scotty Scheffler, and VJ Singh. So a lot. It's going to get even a little, a little harder here. So this could be right. contentious. This could be contentious. All right. The wheel is spinning and we are going to land on Dustin Johnson. Okay. Okay. I want your thoughts first. What do you think? Okay. My thoughts first. Um, if it was one of our spins, I'd put him probably two or one with all the other people on the board, but given the caliber of player here, you know, I I think he would fit pretty good at three. Okay. I think three is probably a good start, even though I think when he was at his prime, he was probably the best golfer to ever touch a golf club in the history of the world, just I, from yes. based off his pure ability. 
Um, but as far as wins and everything else, I think he's good, good for three with this list. Yeah, I would definitely lean two, but I can meet you at three uh, for the same reason. So we'll we'll go ahead and, and chalk him up there, and we'll go ahead with the, the next spin. All right, and we are going to get Ricky Fowler. Yeah. Teed. Ricky. Uh, five. Yeah, I, I think – out of who is remaining on this list, um, there's only one. There's only yeah. one player I'd put Ricky ahead of. So we'll go Ricky number five. Okay, okay. spin number three. We got one, two, and four still open. Dustin Johnson at three and Ricky Fowler at five, and we are going to land on. I've never interviewed with Alan Shipnuck. Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. You know what? I want Phil at two. Okay, I agree. I fill it too. Hundred percent agree. He's he has too long of a career prior to live. That was great um, to be ranked below Dustin Johnson, but I mm-hmm. do not believe that he deserves number one based on who's left on this list. But we'll see if that works out for us. Okay, one and four spot open. We're spinning for the fourth uh, the fourth time, and we are going to land on. Oh, this is interesting. Arnold Palmer. That is interesting. It's got to be one, right? It can't be five. It can't be five. No, it would be four. It would be four. It'd be four. Okay. It would be one or four. My case here is that if we get Tiger Woods. Thinking about putting Mr. Palmer at number four. That's Mr. Palmer, sir. He has a legacy. Teed, if we spin and get tiger woods you were putting tiger below phil mickelson and dustin johnson yeah because arnold palmer mr palmer is in the number one spot (sighs) all right or i think that i am only agreeing here because there is the chance that we get a kevin kisner victor hobland and you know again all all respect to to Tom Kim, but um, th- there's those guys still on the board and Scotty Scheffler. So, yeah. okay. Final spin. Did it pay off for us? It looks like it's paying off for us. Wow. Perfect. Shout out to Teed. We got Kevin Kisner. He's going Bang. into the fourth spot. Yeah. Um, I think that's very fitting for that. And uh, our list ended up at Arnold Palmer, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Kevin Kisner, and Ricky Fowler. Any adjustments that you would make to that list now that we've uh, rolled or spun all five? I'd probably flip Ricky and Kisner. Yep. Just because didn't Ricky beat Kisner for his like only big win at the players? Probably, yeah. And yeah, I, I, think I think in the playoff, I think that's who we beat. So that's kind of natural there. I think they have very uh not similar careers, but very like when you when you look at the wins and just like overall like they're very mm-hmm. similar tier of golfer um i think ricky gets the the famous card on this one a little bit yeah. where he's he's a little more uh well known in the golf world than kevin kisner just due to his brand deals and all that but um just his that, general that little, orangeness his general <laughs> orangeness yes <laughs> yes for sure so all right. Well, that um, we'll we'll do these a lot more um, for fun. Play like some that. play some games. So, um, any any final thoughts on uh, on today's episode before we end it out? 
No, just, you know, looking forward to what we were talking about before as far as practicing and trying to be decent at golf. I think, you know, this is a pretty cool space to watch. I'm looking forward to getting back with you fellows after we kind of start establishing some practice habits and start to see some progress. So that's going to be really cool. I think the next wheel game, we should do golf courses. I think that'd be yes. pretty fun. That'd be a good yep. one. And um, yeah, try to hit them straight, everybody. Thanks for listening. And it was good talking to you, Mr. Owen. Good talking to you, Mr. Teed. Um, a good duo episode. And we will hopefully the next one, uh, we will be with Caleb. It'll be all three of us if we can coordinate that. And I believe... The, unless something goes wrong, the next episode should be like breaking down a lot about Tiger Woods. Okay, I think that's that's a topic that Caleb and I have been saving for uh, for some time. We wanted to break it down during the off season, so might be perfect time to break that one out. But um, everybody, thanks for listening. Make sure that you check out our uh, social media. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel. We'll be doing a lot of content on there as far as the becoming above average golfers series. And uh, yeah. As always, uh, Caleb always says, just because you're a below average golfer doesn't mean you can't have above average fun. We'll see you next time.